This is Pastor Jared Pollard, and you're listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that every person needs community that leads to encounters that causes growth. Join us as we dive into Scripture, share testimonies, and learn to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. Welcome to our Talks About Money on the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. Talking about money. We do love talking about money. Yeah, it's all about Jesus talked about <laughs> money a lot. So, can Jesus use our money to give people faith and revelation? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because Luke 16 teaches us in very clear language that it can. The, the whole parable is about money. And what we've been saying is that Luke 16 parable of the unjust steward is all about Jesus saying that God gives money into our management as a test to see how we will handle that management. And then based on our faithfulness in that management, he determines whether he can give us revelation. Now, today we're going to try and get real practical about some of the how-tos, okay? We're pulling to, from a principle in Luke 16, 11, where Jesus is, he didn't do this with some parables, he just told the parable and then left it for us to figure out. But this one, he told the parable and gave applications that says, no, here's application one, here's application two, application three, right? That's why it's so easy. It basically acknowledged, I know I confused you it, beyond all belief. That's right. I know I confused you, so let me make it plain, yeah. okay? He says, if then... You have been, if you've not been faithful in unrighteous wealth, okay, that refers to money, okay, who will entrust to you the true riches? That's Luke 16, 11. I want to read it again. If you have not been faithful in unrighteous wealth, he's talking about the money system of this world, whether it be dollars or digits on your credit card, or Bitcoin, or Ethereum, or Dogecoin, or <laughs> I, I think there's 20 of them now. Uh, who knows? Uh, or uh, the bank loan, or whatever. It's the unrighteous wealth of this world. Who will entrust to you the true riches? We've defined the true riches of God are revelation of himself. Hmm. And the reason why that's the revelation of himself is, is that when a person receives the revelation of who God is, that's when they get saved. That's mm-hmm. when uh, it's that's when when I receive that God sent Jesus. That's revelation of himself. That becomes my salvation, an entry point where I have a relationship with Him. That's true wealth. Why is that true wealth? It's because that's what's going to last for eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know unrighteous wealth, m- money is temporal, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so. Uh, So we've established that God's equation is faithfulness with money equals that God can trust you to give you his faith, his revelation, his people, 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 assignments with people that he cares about, all of that. So let's spend the rest of this podcast focusing on practical applications. How can I be faithful with unrighteous wealth? (laughs) (laughs) And so... Your unrighteous wealth is defined as money, digits, houses, mm-hmm. cars, mm-hmm. anything that requires money mm-hmm. in our society. Mm-hmm. All right? What are some ways that I can prove to God that I am faithful mm-hmm. in unrighteous wealth? Yeah. You got to be responsible with it. Okay. Um, and so it's not, you know, we hear the word responsible and I think we 
um, jump into the, well, that's not fun mm-hmm. <laughs> mindset. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but I think you can responsibly have fun. Okay. Um, and really the trick for Americans is that it takes nothing to be approved for a credit card. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not careful, you'll run those digits up real fast <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be able to pay them off. Right. Um, and so, uh, I think uh, that really is a thing. It's not that we can't borrow money to accomplish stuff and make payments and things like that. Um, but don't foolishly go out there and, uh, waste away what has been done. So we do a budget to make yeah. sure that we don't foolishly waste away any money. Mm-hmm. So a budget's a very practical, and that's a basic financial peace university mm-hmm. is an every dollar budget mm-hmm. is the beginning mm-hmm. of, of and, being a faithful steward. And we, you know, I know they do a lot of services now that you can download an app and yeah, there's a million ways to do account. a budget. Right? Um, I think we have an account at us bank and they even include that with mm-hmm. some of the service. We do it old school. We mm-hmm. use a spreadsheet and mm-hmm. we put all the receipts in there Yeah. And, it keeps us on track. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, let's take a car. Uh, how can we be faithful with a car? Uh, my wife and I, we change your oil. <laughs> you can't. Yes. <laughs> Maintain your car. Um, but, uh, but some of that, so like I have a 20 year old vehicle. It turns yeah. 20 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things on that car that are not worth fixing. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. um, just because of the age of the car, it's not worth fixing that. Mm-hmm. You just deal with it. Um, but the reason we bought that car and why it's an older car is it's an eight seater. And mm-hmm. when we were youth pastors, we hauled people around in that. Yeah. Um, and so we still do that on occasion. We haul a bunch of people in that mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great. It's been yeah. awesome for ministry. Yeah. Okay. So something as practical as a car, let's go to house. Um, uh, how can, uh, faithfulness with where I live, be what's God looking for there with, with, uh, my house, whether, whether I own it or I rent it. Yeah. Was it Robert Morris or was it, um, Larry Stock still quoted somebody, uh, I can't remember, but it was, uh, the, the biggest issue with American Christianity is that our largest financial investment that we will ever make is off limits to the kingdom of God. <laughs> Mm. That was the criticism. I don't think I've heard that one. Uh, I think it was Larry Stockstill quoting Robert Morris. Okay. But it was, you have this giant thing that you are pouring. Your largest lifetime investment. It is your largest lifetime right. investment. And you're telling me that you're not leveraging that for the purposes of the kingdom of God. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. And so, you know, when we heard that, I think we Which were... Which what they're referring to is... Host people. Uh, right. Do, make yeah. sure your house is a house of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Help help people, family, um, all of these different mm-hmm. things. You want to make sure that you are... Do you know one of the main reasons that people don't want to host a small group? They don't want to clean their house. That's exactly <laughs> it. That is the, that's the reason. And I get it. We've got a baby and... Oh my gosh, the mess that an eight month old can make <laughs> is huge. And so, and we only have a 1400 square foot house. And so I get the pressure. Um, and so, what's we you have? Know, to- I guarantee you, in any marriage, one of the two people wants a clean house. <laughs> and so. <laughs> So, so if you're not that person, just yield to the one who is. That's right. Uh, you know, so there, there's the. That's right. The other thing is, is that we learned because we. Um, I was the guy that allowed a mushroom to grow in <laughs> the now, bathroom. I might not be the cleanest person in the world, but I'm not sure that I would let but something I get to that But I married a gal yeah. that 
could not tolerate a mushroom in yeah, the no, bathroom. No mushrooms. And I just, you just yield. Yeah, uh, yield. <laughs> just surrender. <laughs> yield before some health department shows up at your house and, and tapes it off. And it just makes me think of Monsters Inc. We got a 2319. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the criticism, back to what I was saying. The criticism was you have this thing that you are pouring your lot in the your life and the biggest part of your finances into and you're not using it to leverage yeah. the kingdom of God. Right. And so, you know, that can sound kind of harsh because mm-hmm. then some people are like, well, what if I don't feel qualified for ministry? Mm-hmm. Well, what what can you do mm-hmm. that helps leverage the kingdom of God yeah. in that area? What mm-hmm. what can you do? Everybody is able to do something. Um, whether it's hosting a barbecue for your small group right. um, or you know, there's all sorts of different ways that you mm-hmm. can do it. Um, and we're not saying, you know, you got to sell all your stuff to make space and mm-hmm. we're not trying to say that. What we are saying is, is that it's an area that a lot of people just are not faithful in. Yeah. So right. you just have to be open to it. You're, uh, I know that the credit score is a measure of this world yes. that all American institutions are now using it. Insurance mm-hmm. companies are using it. Banks mm-hmm. are using it. Government's using it. Everybody's using a credit score now. That's how they're evaluating you as a person. Mm-hmm. What about God's perspective? Do you think uh, <laughs> Do you think the Lord's interested in our credit score? I think it's a pretty good measure of how we're managing our life. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tool <laughs> yeah. that says it's a measure of how you're doing things. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and honestly, all, all of that to me is an extension of let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yes. And so, if you are going to financially commit to something, financially commit to mm-hmm. it. Right. Uh, if you're going to say no to it, say no to it. Right. Um, and so, this is hard. Um, especially when you're younger, it's very mm-hmm. difficult because you think it's a, it's a good path to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And if you don't manage it well, you can get in some deep doo-doo fast. Yeah. Um, but it's a matter of uh, if you can manage your money, uh, then God can trust you to manage other things and yeah. to relate with other people. And that's what Jesus is making crystal, crystal clear mm-hmm. is that in this parable, what he's saying is mm-hmm. I'm going to use money yeah. to see if I can trust you with what really matters to me. Yeah. Uh, revelation, yeah. souls, people. Yeah. Right Now, don't hear us and say that if you've got debt, that God can no longer use you. No, that's, that's not what we're trying to say. And, and Jesus isn't saying. And that. Jesus isn't saying that. Um, but it's how you manage all of it. Yes, the yeah. me- there is a measure, and there are basic financial things that you could do. Yeah, that are really simple tools um, that could help you get out. You might need to consolidate your debt into one payment so mm-hmm. that you can get out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there are really practical things that you could do. Yeah. Um, but really, what it comes down to is God wants to see. Are you willing and able to be responsible in this area? Yeah. Because if you can handle this, you can handle anything. Care to dive into tithing on this subject? Because we're on the subject of if you've not been faithful in Mm -hmm. unrighteous wealth, who Mm -hmm. will entrust you the true riches of God? Mm -hmm. There's spiritual blessing still attached to the tithe. Covenant blessings from God that happen. It might not be an increase in the amount of money in your bank account. Mm -hmm. It probably won't be at first, Mm -hmm. to be very blunt. Um, but what happens is the spiritual blessings then partner with the practical blessings mm-hmm. of if you plan for 10% of your income to not be in your account, mm-hmm. you plan the other 90% a lot better yeah. <laughs> because right. you don't have a cushion anymore. Right. Um, 
that honestly wasn't helping you to begin with. Mm-hmm. God can do more with that 90% than you ever did with 100%. Yeah. A lot of people are, are advocating now the 80-10-10 mm-hmm. principle. Ten, tithe 10%, save yep. 10%, live on 80%. Yep. My wife and I try to do that. It doesn't always work right? because life happens mm-hmm. and you've got to pay bills for this, unexpected mm-hmm. car, medical stuff. But I never negotiate the tithe no. because the tithe no. is a faithfulness that's issue. Right. 10% belongs to the Lord, so that's, that's right. a non-negotiable figure for me. And it's hard, you know, when you're looking at your budget and you see that 10% margin that you built in disappear. Mm -hmm. That's not fun. Yeah. But when you look at scripture, I'll just, I'll hop on this really fast. It's financial wisdom is good to save and you should save, Mm -hmm. but is your life really dictated on whether you have six months worth of your income in your Mm -hmm. bank account? Does that show a level of discipline? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does Could that show God's blessing? Yes. But you could also get there and still not be obedient to the Lord in yes. your finances. Yeah. Um, and so what we're trying to say is, is you got to position yourself to let your money leverage the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and not the kingdom of you. Yeah. And that's really what Jesus is going for. So there's so many applications, but what we want you, the main thing you need to see is that from God's point of view, He's watching you yeah. and how yeah. you use... It's, it's like, you, you know, all these work-from-home people now? Mm-hmm. What, what The way they're allowing that is they've got people watching them. So it's all on computer and it's yeah. all connected. So they've got people watching your mouse clicks and stuff. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> monitoring your monitor. They're, they're monitoring your monitor. And yeah. uh, so God is monitoring your monitor and mm-hmm. the way you handle yes. all things relating to money. Yes. And he's saying, yes. I'm I'm child training you, if yeah. you will, in yeah. this so that I yeah. can determine what level of yeah. my value I can give to this yeah. person. So uh, I'll try to put it in this perspective. Uh, I have an eight month, eight month old now. And so now I have to think not just about you know, 27 should still be thinking about retirement, but Mm -hmm. now I also have to think about future education or expenses for my child. And so when you start looking at all of that is financial stability and financial planning and setting things back and investing important. Yes, but it's not more important than the kingdom of God. Right. Yes. And, And that is where we have to come to, you know, we might have this money set aside for this. God might be asking us to put it here instead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you had to choose who you're going to invest with, either here on this earth or with the Lord, you got to choose the Lord every time. Always, always invest in the kingdom of God and the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, it's a, such a better investment. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community and small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. in person or at 1045 in person or on our YouTube with our live stream community.